Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Common Sense, originally a pamphlet written in 1776 by one of America's founding fathers, Thomas Paine. This timeless work, once read by George Washington to his troops during the American Revolutionary War, offers a fascinating insight into the political reasoning that not only led to the American Revolution but also laid the foundation for a brand new form of government. Born in England in 1737 and later sponsored by Benjamin Franklin to move to the Americas, Thomas Paine has other notable works, such as The Rights of Man and The Age of Reason. An essential figure in the birth of the United States, he played a significant role in shaping the political landscape of the young nation. Our exploration into common sense is a must-listen for anyone keen on understanding the roots of America's political identity, constitution, and foreign policy. For the politically engaged individuals, this episode will offer a deeper comprehension of the genesis of American governance. Tune in as we decode the wisdom of Thomas Paine in 20 minutes, book by book. Common Sense, the book that launched a revolution. Introduction. Embark on a journey to understand the essence of representative governance through the lens of common sense. Picture yourself living in an era of British colonial America, a time when imposed taxes were non-negotiable and the government, an ocean away, had the power to seize your property without a second thought. Imagine your existence within this framework, accepting a reality where your hard-earned livelihood can evaporate overnight without recourse. A chilling thought, right? This was a reality that Thomas Paine chose not to accept. He resisted it by manifesting his thoughts into words, writing a revolutionary pamphlet known as Common Sense. Herein, he deliberated on the blueprint of an ideal governance structure, a fascinating concept that will be our focus today. But, How exactly does one architect a society with fairness and justice at its heart? This is precisely the question we'll attempt to answer throughout this exploration. In today's journey, we're set to uncover the indispensable role of rules in guiding societal behavior, the importance of representation as societies scale, and England's detrimental stranglehold on the American economy in the days leading up to the American Revolution. Part 1. The Necessity of Collective Existence Unraveling the Fundamentals of Societies and Their Guiding Principles Have you ever pondered over the seemingly simple question, how many people does it take to change a light bulb? Granted, for most of us, the task merely involves a single individual. However, as we navigate life's complexities, we come to realize that myriad endeavors require a helping hand or two, or, sometimes, even more. This quintessential human need to cooperate and collaborate sparks the formation of societies. To understand this better, travel back with me to the late 18th century, a time when people needed to work together for essential tasks, be it moving logs, building a house, or plowing a field. Fast forward to today, and this interdependence is reflected in a team collaborating to design a breakthrough product or a group of skilled surgeons performing a complex operation. Yet, 
the essence of societies extends beyond merely facilitating tasks that require collective effort. They are born out of a shared need for support and survival in challenging times. Picture an 18th-century setting where a high fever could be a fatal condition without the necessary care from others. Despite the advancements of modern medicine, we still lean on societal support in times of sickness, from having meals delivered to us, to having prescriptions picked up on our behalf. It's this shared investment in the prosperity and survival of the society that necessitates the existence of a guiding framework of rules and laws. But why is this so? The answer is rooted in our very humanity. No individual, except perhaps a divine being, is devoid of flaws or weaknesses. Since our expulsion from the proverbial Garden of Eden, we humans have grappled with our moral shortcomings, an inner impulse that sometimes leads us to prioritize personal gain over collective well-being. This inherent threat underscores the need for laws, fundamental principles that dictate how we conduct ourselves and interact within our societies. Part 2. Finding Resonance in Representative Governance Why Monarchy Falls Short in Administering Societies We've all grappled with the challenge of collective decision-making. It could be anything, from choosing a joint meal with family or colleagues to settling on a mutual course of action in a group project. Now imagine expanding this decision-making process to accommodate the diverse opinions of thousands. Seems impossible, doesn't it? As societies expand, managing collective decisions becomes increasingly unfeasible, necessitating a shift in governance structures. Here, Representative governance stands tall as an efficient solution, ushering in the concept of electing representatives who embody the collective interests of societal segments. However, one-time elections are far from adequate to ensure sustained representation. The key lies in frequent electoral exercises, creating a pulsating connection between the representatives and their constituents. This allows the governing body to remain attuned to the prevailing issues and priorities of the society they serve. Contrast this to governance structures devoid of elections, notably monarchies. In essence, a monarchy fails to embody societal equality by positioning a single individual above the rest, which contradicts the divine principle of equality among creation. As such, the rule of an omnipotent king, for instance, strikes as unnatural and against God's will. However, the problem with monarchy doesn't end there. Monarchies typically practice hereditary succession of power, which isn't a guaranteed path to effective leadership. While one king may rule with kindness and wisdom, his successors may not follow suit. History has seen instances of children or even mentally unstable individuals ascending to power, laying testament to this caveat a grim reality that loomed over the English royal lineage. Moreover, the mere knowledge of unchallenged future rulership can lead individuals astray, potentially breeding corruption even among the sanest minds. By contrast, governance systems propelled by elections manifest a more egalitarian approach. To truly appreciate the pitfalls of monarchy and the merits of representative governance, let's delve into the real-world narrative of the American Revolution an event where the author's revolutionary influence was deeply felt. Part 3. 
craving independence, the case of America seeking its liberation from British clasp. Do you remember your rebellious teenage phase, that irresistible urge to assert your independence? Turns out, nations go through a similar growth stage, where they crave autonomy. The story of America seeking freedom from British rule serves as a case in point. In essence, no nation has the right to exert sovereignty over another or its people. Thus, Britain's dominion over America was based on the flawed perception of the American populace as being inherently British. However, identity is a deeply personal matter, and people choose their affiliations. In this instance, the emerging American identity refused to bask in the British shadow. Take a moment to consider, countless individuals in England have French roots, but that hardly qualifies them as French. Even if Britain was considered America's mother country, the harsh treatment meted out to its supposed progeny was inexcusable. Britain shackled America with crippling taxes, stifling its burgeoning economy. Anyone daring to resist this unjust taxation faced dire consequences with public protesters even being slain by British forces in the infamous Boston Massacre. Adding salt to the wound was the fact that America was bereft of representation within the British Parliament, leaving them voiceless in matters of their own governance. This constituted nothing short of tyrannical rule under the British banner. The fallout, an economy shackled in the service of another nation, is bound to suffer, and America's was no exception. British policy prohibited many American ports from engaging in trade with nations like France and Spain, particularly during periods of conflict with Britain. This policy thwarted the development of flourishing American trading hubs and restricted their global trade potential. Considering the wealth of resources available within America, including desirable commodities like iron and furs, global trade would have been an extremely lucrative opportunity for the budding nation. Despite occupying just one-eighth of its modern-day territory at the time, America held a cornucopia of goods that the world desired. Final summary. By the year 1776, America was burdened under the oppressive rule of its colonial master, Britain. In this challenging climate, Thomas Paine proffered clear, cogent arguments based on the principles of natural law and divine will advocating for America's inevitable pursuit of independence and self-governance. To truly realize its potential, America would need to establish a representative governance system characterized by recurrent elections. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.